Welcome to the Heal Utah podcast, your source for politics, culture, economics, and everything in between through an environmental lens. Thanks to our sponsors, Cool Clothing, for making this episode possible. Cool Clothing, based here in Salt Lake City, is a product-driven apparel company with a passion for the outdoor experience. They are a group of artists, designers, and athletes who collaborate to create great products that are timeless and in a constant state of evolution. Born in the mountains of Utah, their innovative designs and technical fabrics have been enhancing movement and outfitting adventures for 30 years. Find them online at cool.com, K-U-H-L.com. Welcome to the Heal Utah podcast. My name is Noah Materko. I'm a policy associate with Heal Utah, and I'm your host today. We have two very special guests, two new additions to the Heal Utah family. I will let them introduce themselves, and then we'll learn a little bit about them. Turner, why don't you start us off? Yeah, uh, my name is Turner Bitten. I'll be the new development director once Hannah Whitney leaves uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, I grew up in western Weber County and have worked in nonprofits for uh, the better part of a decade now um, and kind of been all over the place. Great. And I'm Carmen Valdez. I'm the new Noah. I'm going to be the (laughs) grassroots organizer. Um, I am coming from a, lots of mixed background of working in a law firm, best one in the state of Utah, and then nonprofits everywhere in Salt Lake to DC, um, as well as international, and grew up in West Jordan, Utah, and excited to start working with Heal and get it going. Well, I know the whole Heal team is thrilled, and I'm sure all of our listeners are thrilled to have you both on board. So what led you to Heal Utah? Turner, how did you end up from that background to sitting here with us today? Yeah, uh, so 10 years ago, I went to a presentation in Ogden uh, that Heal did, and I can't remember the specifics of what the presentation were, but ever since then, um, I followed Heal because um, in that presentation, they really talked about what type of policy would actually move the needle and make a real difference. And that's something that you don't hear all the time. Um, But what types of policies can we develop that actually make a difference and that will move the needle um, to make our communities healthier and our environment uh, safer? Um, And ever since then, I I just have been a follower of HEAL and um, have gotten to know Hannah well over the years. And when I saw the position... um, just the the passion that I have for the organization and um, my love of development kind of aligned, and, and I decided to take a jump. Fantastic. How about yourself, Carmen? Um, so I was looking in a new direction for nonprofit work and living in Utah and having allergies and breathing issues, as we all do with pneumonia and colds and everything else we get. I have been sick and tired of looking outside and seeing a nice layer of smog every year and it gets better or worse. Um, and so I've kind of followed Heal the last couple of years because in my experience in the legislative um, sessions here in Utah and lobbying in DC, there there's uh, nonprofits that actually make a difference and want to work with the lobby or with our legislators to make policies that are effective. And Heal's done a good job at doing that. And they bring in from all sorts of areas, different scientist-based solutions to hard workers, to grassroots, to getting parents involved, everything they can. And that's something that's important. And in order to protect what we have here in Utah, we need to fight. And that's why we're here. Definitely. 
And you actually finished your graduate degree up at the U recently, and it was a pretty interesting mm -hmm. degree. Do you want to talk about how that may have um, helped shape the perspective you want to bring to the, to the position? Yeah. Um, so I just finished my degree in Master's of International Affairs and Global Enterprise. Um, I've mostly focused my nonprofit career on humanitarian rights. Um, but as I've kind of researched more, I've seen that our environment affects our lives more than anything. Um, and doing my master's thesis, my final paper, I focused on mining and um, corporate um, greed and corruption. And you really see that a lot of mining companies, including the ones here in Utah, aren't meeting environmental standards and they are destroying the earth to get minerals from it. Um, and I think Heal does a good job at protecting against that. And so from studying all of that, I can kind of bring a global perspective to Heal because everyone relates. And what happens here in Utah isn't limited to here in Utah. It's happening all over the world. What do you think you want to bring to this position, Turner? And if you're doing your best Turner life at Heal Utah, what is your, your hope to achieve with Heal as an organization and personally? Um, if I'm doing my job well, we will uh, we'll be raising some money. Um, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> the thing that I, I really want to bring to heel um, and that I think my background is particularly uh, reflective of is my ability to take a strategic plan or long-term goals and break those into actionable parts and creating the infrastructure and the capacity to achieve that type of planning. Uh, so I'd like to work with Scott and the rest of the staff to really identify, you know, if we were to take the next step in our fundraising and we were to go, you know, say double our budget, what would we do? How would we accomplish things? Um, and, and what would that type of budget allow us to do? Um, and then the other part of that is to make sure that our donors and our supporters feel like they're a part of this family. Um, and that's something that I think is already happening. Um, but that I want to continue to lean into. Um, I'm only the third development director. and um, It's crazy to think about for a 20-year-old yeah, organization. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been so much good work done um, by Sophia and by Hannah. Um, and I look forward to just kind of taking up that mantle and hopefully taking Heal to the next level. Definitely. And Carmen, how about yourself? Um, well, I hope to take all the money that Turner raises and then lead the masses and get them educated, concerned, and involved when it comes to our lobbying and our policymaking. Um, we have a good portion of the Salt Lake Valley covered, but there's a huge portion that isn't aware of what HEAL does or even who HEAL is and what we do. And that's where I come in, and that's what I want to do. I want to reach out not only to those we haven't reached out to before, but I want to get to younger generations who are going to be our future and who get their parents involved um, and do whatever I can for that and make sure if, you know, there's something that needs to happen, we're going to have enough people that can support us and make sure that they're having fun at the same time and that they enjoy working with us. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I noticed when I started the grassroots organizer position a couple of years ago was that we have these legacy supporters and volunteers who have been around forever mm -hmm. and have this institutional knowledge that with a younger staff that not mm -hmm. a lot of us have. So there's a lot of good resources in there. Yep. But to your point, there's a lot of people on the Wasatch Front who are, you know, one, underrepresented mm -hmm. in the environmental conversations, don't necessarily have a seat at the table. Absolutely. And we need to... Bring them to the table. Bring them to the table, Absolutely. definitely. And 
the younger people think you make a great point with that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of passion and drive, and we see that all the time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how we harness that and how we work with that could be different than how we work with, you know. Our longtime supporters. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So really exciting time with these Mm -hmm. challenges. There's a lot of excitement. Exactly. It's going to be great. Cool. Well, since hopefully our supporters are going to be seeing a lot of you two over the next little while, what's a fun fact about yourself that they can learn to help them feel like they know you a little bit better? Um, I, my thing is I'm the guy that talks about everything, um, <laughs> but specifically cows. Um, so I grew up <laughs> on a cattle farm uh, in western Weber County that my family still operates. Um, we're in the process of transitioning part of the farm into a 36 megawatt solar development. Excellent. So our lives are changing a little bit. Um, <laughs> but my, the way that I grew up um, in, a, in a rural area, really connected to the land um, and to our food supply. Um, you know, it, it probably sounds a little strange, but I grew up eating animals that I knew um, that I had a relationship with. And that, that relationship that I had with food and the food system and the land um, has informed me and really created um, who I am today. And so everything that I, you know, I think about, um, my family kind of has this life motto. It's something that my grandfather used to say that it doesn't take long to work 30 minutes. Um, And I've carried that forward in my life and I thoroughly enjoy to work. I thoroughly enjoy Um, working alongside teams of different perspectives and getting to know people um, from a variety of backgrounds. And I think the thing that I hope our listeners take away from this is that I am an open book and that there is likely going to be a time when I talk to you and make you late for your next meeting um, (laughs) because I thoroughly enjoy developing those relationships and having um, really strong connections to the people that do the work and to the work itself. Awesome. Very cool. And if I, anything I know about Turner so far is that half of our listeners probably already know who he is. <laughs> yep, probably. probably. Um, yeah, most people don't know who I am. I've been trapped in school and law firm for the last couple of years. Um, but, I mean, the most interesting thing about me is that, and I'll talk about my dogs a lot, um, and that I go camping, and I like to be outdoors, and um, I'm constantly that person's like, oh, are, are you going to throw that away or put that in the recycling? Are you going to carry that to the trash and make sure it goes in the right place? Um, and I go camping and like to do things like that, um, a lot, um, here growing up in Utah, I was really close with my family and, um, had pets all our lives. And so now I'm working on a new puppy. So you'll probably see him around. Um, I will try to make sure he doesn't eat anyone and go from there. (laughs) (laughs) Can we anticipate what the dog dynamic is going to be like in the office? It's going to be fantastic. It is. And I, I have two dogs, uh, Charlie and Moose, and I would describe They're both of boys. them. Um, Mo- Charlie is uh, white with black spots, um, so he tends to, to gravitate toward the light side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moose is dark with, with white spots, so he tends to – I'm not going to say that he's bad, but he's certainly not good either. So uh, he tends toward the dark side. But uh, yeah. They're both – good boys uh and they'll be they'll be in the office regularly yeah and i'm hoping i have a six-month-old puppy that's you know 52 pounds um 50 of those pounds are in his head yeah basically (laughs) yeah i don't know if he'll ever grow into his block head or his giant feet um but he's learning to be a good boy and if you see him please ask him for fist bumps he loves to do fist bumps 
Um, and then there's a little princess uh, miniature Dotson that I'm sure people will see around but won't let anyone touch her. But she'll be there and she'll want your attention. <laughs> Sounds like a wiener dog. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Carmen, you touched on this a little bit, but what do you like to do when you're not healing Utah? What does your outside life look like? My outside life? I... Um, I'm pretty much trying to go camping anywhere every weekend. Um, this last summer, I was pretty much gone every other weekend or every weekend. Um, uh, last weekend, I took my awesome grandma to Mesa Verde, Colorado, and I dragged her down into a cliff dwelling, <laughs> and I thought she was never going to come back up, but she crushed it, and we did all the great things, and Mesa Verde is fantastic. And um, I like to take the dogs camping. That's kind of why I got the big beast of a dog put put him as my pack mule and keep going um the winters have been fantastic this late year and i'm really excited for some desert camping um as it cools down and get things excited and be outside for the stars sweet how about yourself turner i um i'm a glutton for punishment um so i my hobby is work, um, and that sounds ridiculous. But you've already got the job, Turner. <laughs> when I'm not working at Heal, uh, I serve on twelve different boards um, or in appointed positions. So, I spend almost all of my nights and weekends working on a project of some kind or other, volunteering, um, and I I enjoy all of the different opportunities that come from those. So, the opportunity to go to events and to be a part of the wonderful community here in Salt Lake City. Um, So I'm usually not home. I will go home and eat, and then I'm out doing something else um, for the rest of the night or the evening, um, and then a lot of of work at home. Great. Good. Good. Great to have that balance. (laughs) I'm like, been there, done that, had school on top of it. I'm good for now. One job's enough. (laughs) So um, being lifelong Utahns like yourself, you know – you're pretty familiar with some of the environmental challenges and some of the social challenges we face as a state. A lot of times the challenges we face don't line up with the solutions that our lawmakers want to mm-hmm. offer. So small organizations like Heal Utah really have our plates full. Is there any particular challenge that you're looking forward to taking on or maybe you're nervous about or uh, just anything like that as we look forward to the future? Yeah, I'm excited to get people involved and to be up on the Capitol Hill lobbying and doing what I can. Um, That's kind of where I get most excited for things. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about um, nuclear power coming Mm -hmm. towards the Wasatch Front. Um, There's talk about developing one up in Idaho. Um, Who knows what's going to happen with all of that? There's been talk that waste could come here. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm ready to get started a fight against and kind of get us going again here in Heal. And so I'm excited for those challenges to see what comes up um, and to see how how the communities react to it and if they are going to get involved and step forward again or if they're going to continue letting Utah be sold in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, I think for me, uh, the thing that I'm most excited about, I, I live in a bunch of different circles. Um, and I, I have folks in, at all different levels and, and at all different positions in the political spectrum in my life. Um, and I tend to, to cross-pollinate and to have these conversations across party lines and across ideology. And I think one of the most important things is 
being a messenger for the fact that this work is not partisan mm-hmm. um, and, and the fact that this work is about everybody mm-hmm. um, and really creating um, a- and working with the staff. And this is something that also draws me to Heal Utah is that this organization has always tried to build those bridges. Um, and, and you see this in the coalition work that the organization does. Um, this type of work, especially around public policy, um, and broad areas of public policy creates very interesting bedfellows. Um, so you can have folks who identify as libertarians in one aspect of their life working with uh, HEAL uh, to protect their community at, at the most local level. And I think that's something that I embrace um, and that I, I think is the most important thing that we can do as an organization because when you look around at our current political situation in this country, we're horribly divided. Um, or at least that's what the media would like us to believe. But at the end of the day, I don't believe that people are actually that divided. That when we can sit down and we can talk about an issue and we can provide comprehensive solutions, um, whether it lines up with their expectations and their ideology, um, in the end is almost irrelevant because if people see that the solutions we're bringing to the table would work, whether they agree with them or not, um, it builds a lot of support and it builds a relationship with people um, that that carries forward into to other aspects of our lives. Absolutely. And you make a really good point. I think Utahns, no matter what side of the spectrum we fall on, have more shared values than mm-hmm. we do have things that divide us. Absolutely. So when we talk about these issues, we of, often talk about them in an environmental lens. But within there, there's, you know, values of prosperity, of security, of family, health, and things like that, that really bring the issue home to everybody. Well, and I think of like the values that I grew up with, um, things like compassion. Um, you know, I grew up in, in uh, the LDS church here, and, and one of the, the predominant values is always focusing on compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that air quality, in addition to being something that makes economic sense, is an act of compassion, that everything that we can do to minimize the impact of, of dirty air on our families and on our neighbors uh, is an act of compassion. And and I think when we look at the issues that HEAL addresses, um, like you said, there are shared values there um, that can bring us all together, that we can create the kind of state and community that we want. Uh, and I think that really, at the end of the day, is the message that HEAL uh, carries forward. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So in the face of these challenges that we have, what are the reasons for hope that you have? What keeps you going? I, I think for me, um, and this, again, I, I keep going back, and um, I, I guess this is one of my favorite roles is being the chief salesman uh, in a lot of ways for Heal. But um, the thing for me about Heal that is so unique um, is that there's always been a focus on what can be done, um, mm-hmm. that what I hope is that when you receive a fundraising email from us or a text message or a call to action, that we always provide you a path forward. Um, you know, we don't send out the, the scorched earth emails that are saying that the world is falling apart and we need your $10 to, um, to fix that. What we're saying is that there is this very specific issue, there's a problem here, and we need to fill that void. Um, and, and the thing that inspires me is that in spite of what feels like a, 
um, a reversal from the federal administration, that there is a significant amount of progress being made here at the local level. And Utah really is leading out in a lot of ways on these issues. So I would look at House Bill 411, um, which empowered communities to move forward to a clean energy future. Um, I would look at uh, the, the progress we have made on air quality. Um, I would look at the free fair days that are coming to UTA that we've continued to build on. Um, all of those opportunities. Uh, and when you look at the data, Things like free fair days increase ridership by 70% or more. Um, there's all kinds of progress being made by real people when they get involved and they get organized. Um, and I think, again, this is the legacy of HEAL, that when we work alongside our supporters and our neighbors and our friends, that we're able to make a remarkable difference regardless of where we're at as a country or internationally. Absolutely. And... To go off of that, you know, the free fair days and everything like that, it's also the small changes that each individual person, including top CEOs of large corporations, that can make too. And it takes people heal and our supporters and workers and grassroots people to help make those changes. And they're very easily done. And that's what Heal likes to show off is here's what we can do. Here's how you can make an impact without it really affecting your life. And that's what gives me future um, and hope for what's going on is that these changes we can make are small little steps. And if each person's making those steps, they're going to be giant strides. And that's how we keep moving forward. We keep having scientists come out. We keep influencing um, and reaching out to uh, populations that haven't been reached out to before. Maybe they have more solutions for us that we can bring to the table. And that's really exciting is that there are a whole bunch of untapped sources that can help bring us forward and continue leading um, the nation in air quality and environmental protection. And I think that's really exciting that Utah is that part. And we're growing along with Silicon Slopes and the Wasatch Valley. And I think keeping a focus on that is going to be a really big part of Utah and how we develop. Absolutely. Well, those are great, great answers from both of you. Um, again, this is Carmen Valdez. She's our new grassroots organizer. You can see her up at the Capitol leading citizen lobbying. You can see her tabling and leading other outreach efforts. If you need to get a hold of her, email her at carmen at healutah.org. And Turner Bitten, Heal Utah's uh, chief salesman, no, <laughs> development director, is going to be fostering new relationships, strengthening the existing relationships we have, um, and helping make sure that Heal Utah continues to have the resources we need for the next 20 years to have an amazing impact. Any parting words from each of you? I just hope to see you guys up at the Capitol at our events and hope to be there with me. Uh, and, and my thing would be that if this episode comes out <laughs> before the fall party next Grace week, a quick turnaround. <laughs> that uh, you come join us at our fall party on Thursday, October 10th. Yeah, and that'll be at Public Coffee Roasters here in Salt Lake City. And you can find tickets at healutah.org slash fallparty2019. It's always a great time. It'll be our, our unveiling party for these two, so you get to see them in person. And uh, Turner is sounds like he's staring down the barrel of pneumonia today, so we appreciate you absolutely crushing it. Thank you. And thanks again for listening in, and we will see you all very soon. Thanks for listening and supporting the Heal Utah podcast. Join us next time where we will keep looking at politics, culture, economics, and everything in between through an environmental lens. 
Learn more about Heal Utah and listen to more podcast episodes at healutah.org.